السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونتوب إليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدا عبده ورسوله All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. Respected brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed a great surah. In the Quran And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives important lessons Throughout the book So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala If you look at every chapter In the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala There is a lesson From Surah Al-Fatiha Until Surah Al-Nas And then you find there are certain ayat There are certain verses that stands out or it might have a greater meaning than other verses not taking away from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if one looks at this particular surah or the start of this particular surah that we're going to look at today then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he speaks about success and he says that indeed successful are the believers and if one were to ask people in general what do you understand by success many people will say Success means to have a beautiful car. Success means to have a nice house. Success means to get married to a particular woman or a particular man. And they look in a particular way. And they dress in a particular way. So each person will explain to you what success means to him. But we as an ummah, we don't measure success on worldly things. We don't measure success on what people say. If we need to know what is success, we go back to the book of Allah and we go back to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So if I were to ask you, what is the purpose of life? Why did Allah create us? Then the answer to this is you go back to the book of Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains what is the purpose of life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I have not created mankind and jinkind except that they worship Allah azza wa jal. 
So this is the purpose of life. But what is the purpose or what is the definition of success? Success is, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains, and He says, فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدَخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازْ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ Allah Azza wa Jal, He explains, and He says that what is success? Success is that person that is taken far, far away from the fire of Jahannam and is entered into Jannah. فَقَدْ فَازْ He is indeed successful. وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ And know that this dunya is but a place of deception. So now we understand what is success. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions at the start of Surah Al-Mu'minun. The start of the 18th Jews, Surah Al-Mu'minun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ That indeed, successful are the believers. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already is drawing a line. He's explaining to you. He's saying that, oh, you who believe, oh, Muslims, oh, people that believe in Allah, that worships one Allah and one Allah alone, does not ascribe partners with anyone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do not make dua to a false deity, to a false god. They do, make, they do not make dua to the inhabitants of the graves. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing this line. He's making a clear line, a clear distinction. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ that indeed the believers, they are successful. The kuffar, they are not successful. They might be successful in this dunya, to the eye. He might have a beautiful house. He might be earning a lot of money. He might be having a beautiful car. But once he leaves this world, then what success does he have? There's no success. Success lies in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Success lies in following the teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is success. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ That indeed and successful are the believers. أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ And immediately, Immediately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says أَلَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ That they are those Going back to who? Going back to the believers That they are those Who humble themselves in prayer We'll touch on this a bit later Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ and the successful believers are those who they avoid idle talk. And the successful believer is that person that he pays his zakah. He pays his arm tax. And they are those who they guard their chastity 
Except with their wives or their bondwoman in their possession, for then they are free of blame. And then Allah Azza wa Jal He says, but whosoever seeks beyond that, beyond that, they are transgressors. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions, the believers are those who are true to their trusts and their covenants. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَىٰ صَلَاتِهِمْ يُحَافِظُونَ And those who are properly observant of their praise, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ That they are the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will award them. أَلَّذِينَ يَرِثُونَ الْفِرْدَوْسِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ And for them is what? For them is Jannah. They will be there forever. هم فيها خالدون. They will abide in Jannah forever and ever. So Allah subhanahu wa taala, He starts off and He says and He explains what is success. He says that successful are the believers. And then Allah subhanahu wa taala He says that these but believers, the first thing that makes them successful has to do with their salah. Right? في صلاتهم خاشعون That when they make salah, they are in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they make salah, they are focused on the prayer. When you make salah, he's not speaking of the shop, he's thinking of his shop, thinking of the food that he's going to eat, thinking of going to canal walk or waterfront, wherever. No. When he's in salah, what does he do? He focuses on Allah Azza wa Jal and on what he's reciting. So he's reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. He focuses on this. He's reciting, for example, Surah Al-Ikhlas. He's focusing. He goes down into Ruku. He focuses. He goes into Sujood. He focuses. He comes into the sitting position. He says the Tahiyyat. He focuses. He sends Salawat on the Prophet Sallallahu He's focused. He makes dua at the end. He's focused. This is a person that this is how he makes salah. But today we find people, we make salah what? They call it up and down. You know? Like almost like he's catching a train. He needs to get a flight. So you just see him, Allahu Akbar. You look again, he's Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullah. This is not what Allah wants. Allah wants you to be focused in your prayer. And then if you look at verse number 9, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks again about salah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ala salatihim yuhafidhun, that they protect their salawat. They make their salah on time. Inna salata kanat ala al-mu'minina kitaba mawkuta. That salah is written for the believers as a prescribed time. And here we see in these verses, Allah mentions salah twice. So when Allah Azza wa Jal mentions something twice, it is of great importance. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when speaking about salah, 
to show us the difference between the mu'min and the muslim and between the muslim the mu'min and the kafir the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says al-ahdu alladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salah faman tarakaha faqad kafara this is how important salah is that if you really want to know the difference between the believing males and the believing females if you want to know the difference between the believers and the kuffar then this is salah فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا And whosoever leaves off salah فَقَدْ كَفَرَ It is no use he's been on hajj. It is no use he's been on umrah. He fasts the month of Ramadan. He wants to recite the tilawah of Quran. But he doesn't wake up for fajr salah. He doesn't wake up or he doesn't make isha salah. He makes asr just one minute before maghrib. He's neglectful. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, حَافِذُوا عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ وَالصَّلَاتِ الْوُسْطَى حَافِذُوا Right, we all know this word حَافِذ. When you hear the word, oh, Iman is حَافِذ. Someone is حَافِذ, mashallah, He's a protector of the Qur'an. So Allah uses this حَافِذُوا عَلَى الصَّلَوَاتِ That protect your salawat. Protect your five daily prayers. And for the males, try to make salah in the masjid. As-salah fil jama'ah. That salah in congregation is 27 or 25 times in two different narrations. Better and more rewarding than making salah on your own. When COVID hit, everyone cried. Why is the masjid closed? There is no masjid open. And we want to go to the masajid. And why is the masjid closed? But when the masajid reopened, then who came? One row? Two rows? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders us to protect our salah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنِ اللَّهُوِ and they are those, the mu'minun, they are those who they don't involve in false, themselves in false talk, in vain talk. And of the greatest false talks that anyone can speak about, this is shirk billah. To ascribe partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is of the most evil of talks. You have evil, and then you have the most evil, which is shirk billah. To ascribe partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the worst crime that any human being can do. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he says, Inna Allah la yawfiru ay yushraka bihi wa yawfiru ma tuna dhalik. That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does not forgive a person that makes shirk, but he forgives all other sins. So whether it is shirk, billah, as some of the atheists believe, or some people, they worship Jesus, or they believe in Jesus, etc. Or shirk, that someone, he says, no, but I am a Muslim. But when he makes dua, he makes dua to other than Allah Azza wa Jal. That he goes to grave sites, 
and he besieges that wali to grant him success. Or he goes to the qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he asked him to grant me success. He asked him to give him shifa. So this as well, yani shirk billahi azza wa jal. And then also other forms of speech. Sitting in company with people where they waste their time. Where people lie. Where people mock. Where people joke. So this is all under the verse of lahu. That we should abstain from this. Then, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ لِزَكَاتِ فَاعِلُونَ And they are those who they spend and they pay their zakah. But here also, if you look at the word zakah, zakah comes in two meanings. It comes as the first point of purifying yourself. So, I've worked for the entire year. I've reached the threshold of zakah. For example, the threshold, the nisab of zakah for that year was 5,000 rand. And I had 10,000 rand laying in the bank. So now 2.5% of my money needs to be paid in zakah. Then you also have purification of your soul. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى That successful is He, the one who purifies His soul. You know, we as human beings, we as Muslims, we as people in general, we have what you call diseases of the heart. Sometimes someone is hasad, he's jealous. Someone is envious. Someone doesn't like this one. For whatever. And these are matters of the heart. So you need to purify, like how you purify your wealth by paying zakah, you need to purify your heart as well. <coughs> then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says and He speaks about amana. Before we get to this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about purifying or protecting one's private parts. And this is alluding to zina or adultery in English or anything that leads one to adultery and leads one to zina. Because our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we live in a time, we live in a society where the road to zina is extremely easy. It's just yani you click on a button. It's a send of a message on WhatsApp. It's a click on Instagram, on Facebook. Wherever it might be, we live in a society where it's easy to fall prey to this. And this is why Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentioned something important in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He speaks about zina, He does not say, وَلَا تَفْعَلُ zina." He says, وَلَا تَقْرَبُ zina." So there is a difference. Fa'ala yaf'alu means to do. So Allah does not say do not commit zina. He says, Wala taqrabu. Do not go near zina. 
And this, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is important. So any road, any road that leads you to this, that also becomes haram. And this is why the ulama of usul, and some of them, they would accept a concept known as asad zara'i. Meaning anything that leads you to something haram, that also becomes haram. And this is why also the ulama, when it comes to shirk billah, when it comes to associating partners with Allah, or when it comes to innovations as well, when it comes to bid'ah, then we will find that the ulama, they would say that anything or the road that leads to this, this also becomes haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the slaves and the mu'minun and the muslimun, they need to protect themselves from falling into the traps of zina. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he speaks about that those are successful, the believer that is successful is the one li'amanatihim wa'ahdihim ra'un. That they are the ones that they take good care of the amana. And when they give a promise, they fulfill their promise. And this is something that we as believers, as mu'minun, we need to really look at. Because sometimes we take things for granted. Sometimes we tell someone, you know, that he asks you, are you... When are we going to meet, you know? He needs to come do something by your house. Now, inshallah, I'm going to come at 5 o'clock. It comes at 5 o'clock. The brother's still not there. Comes at 6 o'clock. He's still not there. You phone him at 8 o'clock. You know, I've been waiting for 2 or 3 hours. Where have you been? Now, you know, um, it doesn't even give you a reason. There's no reason why. But we do not realize that this is an amana. Ya amanu awfu bil ukud. Oh, you who believe, fulfill your contracts, fulfill your amanat. If you gave your word to someone that I'm going to meet you, and you cannot make it, WhatsApp him, SMS him, phone him. Brother, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I can't make it today. Can I come tomorrow? He will appreciate that. But he's not going to appreciate that you don't pitch up. Because tomorrow, he's going to ask you again. And if you don't come again, he's not going to contact you for work or whatever it might be. And this is just one form of amana. What about the amana with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The amana with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to do what? To follow and to do all. The actions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. So when Allah says, وَاقِيمُ salah," You establish salah. This is a covenant that you took with Allah. When Allah says you must fast and you by the means to fast, then this is a covenant. Because this is, يَا إِوَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أُدَخُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ كَافَ That, oh, you who believe, enter into Islam wholeheartedly. You cannot, my beloved brothers 
and sisters in Islam. Today I'm a Muslim. But I only want to take a portion of the book of Allah. I only want to take certain ahadith of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Afatu'minuna bibadil kitabi wa takfuruna bibad. Are we like those people that we only take a part of the Quran and we reject the other part of the Quran? Allah speaks about these people. So again, when you speak about amana, there's two. Your amana and your covenant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And your amana, yani bainan nas. Back in the day, years ago, you know, not that I'm old, but when you grew up, you'd always hear the elders, they would say, you know, there was a time when the courts in South Africa or you walking in town, you can see some of the older Buddhas, they smiling because they know about this. And they needed a witness for something, then they would call that Muslim Buddha, that you know is wearing that red kufia maybe. They would call him to be a witness. Why? Because this is what the Muslims had. They had trust. But today, subhanallah, it's the opposite. The people will say, right? And it sounds better in Afrikaans. They can't even Islam say trust me anymore. Unless I'm going scare them. Right? Wa na'udhu billah. And this is something that's not supposed to be there. If you look at the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what was he called? He was called As-Sadiqul Amin. But yet we claim to follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you do all these actions, <coughs> of what? When you do all these actions, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He guarantees you something. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He promises something. And this promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ultimately what we all want. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْوَارِثُونَ that they are the ones that will be rewarded. And what is their reward? The reward of following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reward of having this sifat, these qualities, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them Jannah. And this is all that we can want for. If you have a, like I mentioned, you have a beautiful car, you have a beautiful house, you have a lot of money in the bank, alhamdulillah. But ultimately, what each and every believer wants is that they enter Jannah. And this is the dua that one should be making on a daily basis. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana. وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةِ وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ Oh Allah, Rabbana, oh my Lord, Atina fi dunya, grant me of this dunya, and grant me of the akhirah. But what of the akhirah? That I enter Jannah. And that I'm saved from the fire of Jahannam. 
O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I end off on this. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he described Jannah, he described it in many ahadith. But one of those ahadith that stands out, he says that Jannah is some place that no eye has ever seen. No ears ever heard the sounds of Jannah. And whatever you perceive Jannah to be, so maybe I think, you know, Jannah, subhanallah, is going to have a lot of different rivers. But I like chocolate. So in Jannah, I'm going to have a river of chocolate. I'm going to have a fountain of chocolate. So whatever you perceive that Jannah is going to be, it's going to be far, far greater than that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us success. <coughs> we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that we all enter Jannah hisab without any reckoning. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.